The global pandemic has taken a lot of productive and precious time for most of us. It placed the whole world in, into a topsy-turvy situation, holding everything back from vacation plans to workflows. In this episode, Claudia Collette joins me as we talk about filmmaking and the future of film post-pandemic. Hi, neighbor. My name is Mackie, and welcome to episode 2, season 2 of the Progress Neighborhood Podcast. Hi, Claudia. Hi, Mackie. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, did you did you watch my film portfolio then? That was very quick. Yes, yes, I did. Actually, I um I remember that uh, the moment I saw your your profile on Matchmaker that dot fm, uh, I immediately checked on your uh, links that you attach on your profile. Ah, mm-hmm. ah, oh, I see. I see, yeah. yes, I forgot about that. Great, that's good. Cool, because so, that's relevant. So, so how are you doing there? You're in Oxford right now, right? I am. Well, yeah, Oxfordshire. So Oxford is a city. I'm in a village. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's very quaint and a lovely little delicate villagey kind of area. What about yeah. you? Well, uh, I'm currently here in the Philippines right now. Uh, but to give you a background, uh, I was a former resident of um, uh, Sligo in Ireland. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. And um, I've been into the UK before. Uh, we lived in, we have relatives who lived in Dartford. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, shall we begin? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. All right. So, Claudia, can you tell me more about your professional background? I can see that you're a filmmaker, uh, a truly creative one. Um, I like that um, video of yours wherein you... uh, The the one one in... uh, It says, uh, Darling, my birthday or something. Darling, it's my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so my professional background is in the arts. I've always been in the arts. I did an art foundation course. I did a course in Bristol, studies illustration and visual culture and storytelling, which is where I found my passion and je ne sais quoi for film, I guess. And I invited film to be at the illustration and storytelling table. So it's kind of... Um, my professional background is especially in experimental and surrealist work. I'm very anti-mainstream uh, when it comes to film, and I'm very picky with film as well. So I have got my own style. Like, Darling, it's my birthday. Was I, I produced it on my birthday. It was a... It's a... It leads on from Lonely, and it's autobiographical. 
it's got that classic surrealist style non-narrative so you can interpret it however you want and um are you are you currently working as a full-time filmmaker right now yeah i'm a i'm a full-time artist i'm a freelancer i make money through my arts <laughs> yeah uh well it's it's a bit difficult for us freelancers because um yeah i'm i'm also a uh part-time you call it if you if you may call it part-time filmmaker here in the philippines wherein mm-hmm. i create um indie films for companies uh for them to use it as marketing collaterals and all so um but given the situation of the covid-19 pandemic uh technically the stream of projects stopped i mean um clients backing out and all uh and all that so uh claudia can you tell me how does the film industry uh on your end cope during the covid covid-19 pandemic i mean since the since the pandemic started my career has just gone up and up and up like i didn't have a filmmaking career before the pandemic and thanks to the pandemic i've been able to win lots of laurels i've won awards i've been in film uh, festivals all over the world my film lonely has been in russia it's been uh, in california it's been in ireland it's been in the uk i've had at least 10 question and answer things with film festivals Um, I've had job job opportunities come out of it, uh, so I think as an amateur slash professional independent filmmaker, I've it's been absolutely everything I've needed. Like I haven't felt uh, that pushback at all. Uh, I, I've had so much more uh, time to do what I want to do with film, and especially I think. Hollywood and mainstream film is crashing which has enabled space for people on people who are independent filmmakers to make a move and mm-hmm. get their stuff up there like uh, I've had my film work in uh in the Modern Art Oxford Gallery this summer which is a, a really prestigious gallery that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the pandemic oh But, like, so So many bigger artists are pulling out now and like so taking time to relax because they've got their money. Mm-hmm. So I think it's been really great. Mm-hmm. So technically the COVID pandemic is not that technically uh, made a big impact on your career. On well, no, with, with, no, no. <laughs> I think it's been great. I mean, this has literally been the best year for my career. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, that's definitely due to the pandemic and also you know I was getting I'm not somebody who really goes to the cinema to watch these hour and a half feature films like I find a lot of the content that Hollywood or you know the mainstream produces really boring so mm-hmm. I think we would do a, a, a shift a cultural shift yeah So talking about cultural shift now that um it is globally accepted that we are in the era of new normal uh, mm. or this new normal thing is this new normal thing going to be a transition to a better way of filmmaking drifting from the traditional one because I've been seeing 
um, mob, what you call this online photo shoots. Uh, I've been wondering how did they do that, and then um, some of my friends who are photographers tell me that they do shoots over Zoom calls like this, and it was like, how how, how could you how could you um, curate art? online without seeing it without touching it without seeing all angles of it so do you think this new normal thing new where the society's at right now uh, could be a transition to a better way of filmmaking or a new way of filmmaking um well i think more filmmaking doesn't necessarily mean better filmmaking or better content i think a a lot of what we see today is exceptionally boring. I mean, I don't know about you, I spend a good amount of the day scrolling through different apps, different, whether it be Channel 4 or BBC One or YouTube or Netflix. I can't find anything that I want to watch. I think just because of people, there'll be more people filmmaking during the pandemic, that doesn't mean that the content will be better. I think we're, we're people are copying the same um, the same storylines, the same way as wait, as making films, the same structure of films, uh, and therefore our brains are just kind of used to this. We get, I mean, like I I treat film as art. I see each film I make as a piece of art. But when you go to the cinema, it's not. It's. I mean, if it's a romance, you know what that storyline is going to be like. If if it's a horror, you know what that storyline is going to be like. It's it's less uh it's very um it's less predictable and it's very much the same so i actually think we've we've been regressing in film for a long time like most of the films i watch are from like 1920s to 1940s and i love that really experiment experimental really abstract way of making film and i think there will be some individual artists or some small uh film filmmakers that uh, will be making better films than everyone else but I don't think that just because there'll be, there's more people making film I don't think that mm. necessarily makes it better um, I think it's, it's really hard to make a, a film that is amazing and memorable and classic uh, so that it, it's, it depends who the best storytellers are and people with different direction are because we've seen so much of the same yeah mm-hmm. mm. and, and then um i was wondering uh, you, you mentioned about um everyone is making films right now and then earlier you, you uh said that uh this pandemic should be uh something to be viewed as a good opportunity for indie films to put their work mm. out there, right? So um, yeah, but so many more films. Like I've I've applied to like a hundred film festivals this year on places like Film Freeway, and I think I mean what I mean by that is it, it, there's plenty of opportunity for people to submit their film, but like obviously if it's not a, if it's not a good film, but it's not going to make it. Like, but there's plenty more opportunity. I think. Right. Well, with that being said, do you think is filmmaking for everyone? Because um, uh, there's this thing going, there's an issue that um, popped out earlier this year here in the Philippines that uh, wherein um, technically they, they're 
holding those independent filmmakers back uh like questioning their background and all because um one has the skill but she doesn't have the right schooling for it so my follow up question would be uh does one who has a skill for example he's a photographer or videographer uh, as a hobbyist um <laughs> does he need do you think does he need uh, th- does he still need film schooling in order to it depends how good the content is like i i um I've, I haven't felt like it's, it, whatever job you go to, you're going to have to blag it. Mm-hmm. And I think if you've got, if you've made a good film or you've made good photos that are obviously fantastic, then you you just need to blag it. I, but mm-hmm. if you ha- if you're going, if you're a hobbyist whose content isn't very good, then maybe you do need to get more training. But like, you know, some people really have an eye for it. Some people uh, who are hobbyists and some hobbyists, still so have some more practicing to do mm-hmm. there's a benefit to having uh to going to school or to studying something if you are lacking something but you know if you've got what it if you've got something about you someone will see that uh i think we are in a in a generation where there are so many hobbyists of stuff yeah. that that's really a bad thing but you know if you if you want to be the best then you've got to do anything you can to be the best. Mm. That's that's a good point right there. I mean, uh, mm. he, he, all you have is yourself to carry, right? So, mm. yeah. Um, I'm just curious, how did you start um, in filmmaking? Of course, everybody started somewhere, right? I mean, um, is it a childhood dream or you just shifted right away from from uh, a certain industry to filmmaking because um, in my case uh, I was a technopreneur and I do digital media but then I was a creative on the side I write scripts I write screenplays uh, I ghost write music and sorts of things like that and then um As the years pass by, I kind of like getting the hold of the filmmaking industry to the to the point that um, I started uh, learning how to how to shoot a like a ten minute or twenty minute or a short mm-hmm. film and all, and tried connecting with um, fellow filmmakers, independent filmmakers here in the Philippines and in Ireland as well. Um, So, in your case, how did you start your filmmaking um, journey? So, I'm not really, like I said, I'm very, very picky with watching film. I'm not like a huge film, I'm not a huge cinema fan. I, I'm, I'm definitely a producer when it comes to art. Um, and I was doing my uh, uni university course in illustration and visual storytelling in Bristol. And when I was in my... Just the beginning of second year, I discussed with my tutors that I wanted to bring film to the illustration table. And illustration is basically uh, storytelling. And I never really liked drawing. 
So mm-hmm. I started to make film, silent film. I started getting obsessed with the surrealist filmmaking era with uh, Dali and Louis Bunnell and Maya Deren mm-hmm. in the 1920s and fascinated because you don't see films with those structures, those, those kind of um, loose narratives today. It's a completely different um, way of filmmaking. So it's really surrealist film that I'm obsessed with. And then... I well, I have friends who I've collaborated with in in between when I was um, uh, finished uni and was doing other jobs, and then June it was basically just this year when the pandemic hit. But I thought, right, I'm going to put everything I can into making content. So I've made radio shows, uh, I've made those films that I've been applying to film festivals, I've been in exhibitions, all just since the pandemic started really mm. well uh another thing um that i always wanted to ask to mm. filmmakers and independent filmmakers or creatives or hobbyists and mm. uh, whatever you call them is that um what do you think is the top three Um, characteristics of a good film and why oh okay top three um it's got to be unpredictable because I don't think there's any point in watching something if you can predict what's going to happen mm. um and Beautiful, and I think that's because yeah. beauty is something that is an art. Are are we It talking about are we are we talking about beauty in, in the aesthetic side or beautiful? Oh, in- I mean, I think everybody think beauty is in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? But like, if it's if it's not something you would describe as beautiful, mm-hmm. yeah, then you're not going to watch it, are you? It's be if it's got to be visually good on your eyes mm-hmm. uh, it's it's got I think we art is beauty it's got a piece be a piece of art not just a story um, but also um, I think subtle maybe because I think you what a good film leaves you wanting more and it doesn't give everything away you should be able to make your own interpretations and try and like go like go away after the film and try and figure things out and i think what i really don't like about watching if i watch something i i won't watch it again if i um if it's been too obvious what's going to happen so i think subtle beautiful and unpredictable oh my words Oh, okay. Mm, good points. Good points. Um, yeah. Before I get into the the my next question would be, um, I just want to ask: do you, do you have your own podcast or something? Because I think you could make a good content on on your experiences and all. Oh, thank you. I have, well, I've been on a uh, some filmmaking podcast before, and I've uh, recently produced. A radio show which is being broadcast through 
Diversity Radio, which it's a six part series that I've recorded remotely where I interview people and it's got a little Instagram page, Instagram.com slash angels of queerdom. But yeah, I do. I do uh, speak on things if I have the opportunity, like with this year, I've done lots of filmmaking Q&A's about for film festivals and stuff. So, yeah, I feel quite confident (laughs) talking about it. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm down to my uh, last and final big question. Um, okay. What is your take or your personal idea of filmmaking in the future, like in ten years' time? Okay. So I think better storytelling would be good. Harsher. Mm commentary whether that be in the about what the film is saying or how we view film because i think there's just so much content and so much of it is rubbish but there needs to be more critique on what makes a good film because otherwise you just see the same film the same actors the same stuff happening again and it just gets so boring and less um less of yeah less of a boring narratives less of the same i think mm. like less less might be more like let's focus on making incredible films that no one's ever seen before rather than just constant blockbusters that have a similar storyline like a, a, a predictable kind of storyline to them yeah well, well uh do you think that mobile filmmaking has a big future right ahead of us well post pandemic or something well i think yeah you uh, like a mobile these days mobiles are getting so good they're like a mini computer and it depends what kind of film you're making and if the content and the storyline and everything else is also good um like uh, my film lonely some of that's filmed on a mobile phone and some of it's filmed on a gopro Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately it's it works with that film because the content is good it doesn't like if, if if you can if you can make good content on your mobile then do it if you if you if, if it's not coming out right then don't do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well even here in the philippines mobile filmmaking is becoming a thing wherein mm-hmm. uh it's it's been an avenue for student filmmakers for them to, right. you know, uh, try to write their names on the on the sheet of paper and try try uh, try to tell people to remember their name and that someday that um, they would go big than the mm. than the films that we made in mobile. And I agree with you that um, phones right uh, phones in this um, generation are becoming more interactive more mm. more um what do you call this the the specifications are being uh, upgraded so much that uh, i've seen a phone before when i was uh, back home in dublin uh, I, I've, mm. i've seen a phone before that has a i think it's 48 megapixel camera It's wow. just as good as a as your regular DSLR, right? And mm. uh, I immediately imagine what if um, a person who has the right amount of budget or resources could possibly purchase that phone 
twice or uh, have three phones like that and produce a film yeah. it would be good right it would be yeah. it would be something at par with the level um of filmmaking with um the ones who, that are produced with SLRs right so yeah well yeah there's so many different elements to the film like yeah you can give someone who's never made a film before mm-hmm. a phone but then they need to also know how to tell a good story how to how to take a good shot how to act well there's so many different elements but you know anyone can learn from home if they want to mm-hmm. okay I guess Claudia that's um, I, I think I've got everything in my list right now do you have anything to promote Um, well, if you are wanting to watch my film Lowly, you can go to youtube.com slash C slash Claudia Collette and have a look through my film portfolio. But other than that, I'm all good. Thank you for having me, Mackie. Yes, thank you for accepting my invitation, Claudia. Um, just to tell you, you are my second guest in the podcast. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, I've been starting engaging with people uh, during podcasts, uh, in my podcasting journey because um, a lot of my friends from Ireland and from here in the Philippines are telling me that uh, you should you should place more people on your podcast, make it more engaging, make it more make it more um, interactive and all. So, uh, mm. well, let me know when you um, whenever you make some imagery or about it or whenever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put it out live and I'll share whatever I can yes please yes so um, that's it thank you Claudia Colette and I thank hope you. you had a great year ahead and I hope I can um, have you again uh, on on the future episodes perhaps or maybe I can guess in your future podcast if you plan to make one right yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Mackie. Yeah, thank you so much. Claudia, have a nice day. And you, Mackie. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye.